Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And we will help you keep it running thanks to the help we get from Nick Stoffel from Lloyd's Automotive in uh, beautiful St. Paul on Grand Avenue. Nick is back. Morning, Nick. Good morning. Good to see you again. You Thank had you. A, a busy week, I presume, at Lloyd's? Yeah, it's, uh, the weather is changing, as we all yeah. know, and people are thinking ahead a little bit and getting that car uh all ready to go. Yeah, in fact, we should talk a little bit about that because off the air, you reminded me of something I have yet to do, and that's put in a winter survival kit in the car. I wonder how many folks really do that. You know, the blankets, the chocolate, the what else? Is it a candle? Yeah. I'm trying to think what flashlight. We better all check into that, obviously. Yeah. But no, you're right on. It's uh, I think it's one of those things, especially if you're traveling, traveling across the, the uh state or across the country yeah, in the northern yeah. part where it's cold and you don't want to run in the event of having an accident. You know, they talk about that shovel, a blanket, take a candle, um, something, to, chocolate, something to survive mm-hmm. or keep you some food in you until you can get some help. But it, uh, you know, it's that time of the year and, you know, we got to get those cars up and ready to go, whether it's the tires, having the tires looked at, wiper blades that we never really think about, the battery. Oil. Uh, Oil, antifreeze, you know, all those little mm-hmm. all those little things you can do to help your car start on the coldest of mornings. Yeah. Is it still true, though? We, we've touched on this in years past um, about batteries, how how tough it is on some batteries. Summer is somewhat harder than winter. Is that kind of true? I, I think that uh, it's true in most uh, items. Heat yeah. is the enemy. Okay. However, we don't realize it until we need that extra capacity, that extra reserve, which is in the winter months. You know, the engines are cold, the oil's thicker, yeah. the battery's uh, capacity is a little bit less. And then, like I said, in those cold mornings, you really need all those things to come together to get the vehicle going. Good point. By the way, let's let our listeners get involved here. If you do have a problem with your vehicle and you want to ask this ASE certified technician that question before you bring your car into your favorite dealer, your favorite shop, at least you'll be armed with some uh, some information that maybe you didn't have before. 651-989-9226. We've cleared the lines. They're ready for your car care questions. Or if you want to send Nick a text, that's 81807. 81807. How about snow tires? You guys have been busy, I presume, uh, getting those things on. That is the season. And if you're considering snow tires uh, and you need to, or need to replace your old ones, uh, that's a very small window of opportunity because it seems like that there's a limited number of, uh, of tires or inventory out there. And once really? they're once they're gone, they're gone. You know, these vendors don't want to end up with old inventory, so there's a very limited amount of them. So if you're considering it, or if you're in the market replacing the ones that you have, I would get on that sooner than later. I, I hear people who do that haven't had snow tires for years, uh, but I know people who have bought them recently in the last couple of years swear by them. Yeah, you know, as the vehicles have changed, you know, their uh, their stances are lower, the tires are a lower profile, a lot more of the all-season tires are maybe a little more performance-based. And so if you have a vehicle that maybe struggles in the winter uh, with traction, I think it's a good idea to consider it or maybe check online or check with maybe the dealership where you got the vehicle and see if it's a common uh, common thing that we see because it's uh, 
I do think on the right vehicle, it's very appropriate. I don't think it's necessary in all vehicles, um, but it's probably worth a little research. I was uh, mentioning to you uh, off air that uh, I got stopped in the hallway here this week. Uh, it says, ask Nick uh, about uh, uh, heated seats. He says, I don't think mine's working that well. What what can go wrong with a car that has, and I love heated seats, but uh, what, what can go wrong? It's funny how it's changed. Now we have cars oh, yeah. that automatically start, so we don't have to go out and start them up. Uh, we have heated seats. That, so when we get into our car, it's essentially we're never even outside. But what happens is, obviously, we're sitting in our vehicle, and we're moving around, and we're flexing that heated element in the seat pad. And actually, just this week, we replaced one of those pads in the seat. So unfortunately, they don't last forever. If you're an active person and you're moving around in your seat a lot, you might be flexing that heat grid a little bit more, and you could create a break in that grid. And once there's a a fracture in that, it's not going to work. But they are repairable. So it's not the end of the world. If you really do like having that heated seat, yeah. it's probably worth having it investigated a little bit, diagnose it, see exactly what's wrong. And if it is that element, maybe consider having it replaced. And uh, some folks have heated steering wheels. <laughs> and some folks have new cars that drive themselves. New cars that drive I don't know themselves. If I'm ready for that. They have uh, air cooled seats. I mean, it's uh, cars are becoming more and more comfortable. And somebody sent a text in, uh, one thing overlooked was a spare tire and a jack, but in some cases, there is no spare tire. Yeah, some of the newest vehicles don't have spare tires, and my opinion is, if you do, ha- you should have a spare tire in the event you have a flat, but if you're not comfortable, or if you've not practiced mm-hmm. taking a tire off your car, don't do it. It's not worth damaging the vehicle or hurting yourself. You don't want a car falling on the ground or on you, so if that's something you've not done or not, not very prepared to do it, call someone. All right. We're going to come back, and we're going to talk with uh, Nick more about uh, car care and uh, get your questions answered, either by phone, which is 651-989-9226, or by text. We've got a few of those uh, coming in already. That text number, by the way, if you think that's easier for you, 81 81- Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Hey, good morning. Welcome back to CCO's Car Care Show. Denny Long here with Nick Stoffel from Lloyd's Automotive in St. Paul. We'll find out exactly where in a moment. But if you do have a question for Nick, now is your chance by phone or by text, uh, 651-989-9226. Text 81807. Bill, uh, Nick is calling in from Northfield with a question. Thanks, Bill. What's your question, please? Yeah, I've got an older Volvo, and uh, recently I had a blowing head gasket on it. uh, And I'm just wondering what his opinion is on any of the additives and auto stores, um, Mars leaks and some of those. You know, if the head gasket is blown already, um, it doesn't hurt. You know, I'm not a big believer. You cannot fix a car out of a can, but can you minimize some of the effects? Maybe, you know, I mean, depending on how that uh, cylinder head has been damaged or if the head gasket's blown out, you can try something. Why not, right? Um, but ultimately, you know, you might have to come to the decision to either repair the vehicle or replace the vehicle. So it's worth a try. Don't invest too much money into it because I don't know how likely it is to be a, a long-term fix, but it might get you by for a short time here. Yeah, okay. Thanks, Bill. The line is open, 651-989-9226. Let's go to the text messages. Uh, let's see. An 01 F-150, a crackling sound when put in reverse and hit the gas. 
does not hear it going forward. Sounds like it's in the rear area. Any ideas what it might be? A crackling sound. You know, I don't know for sure, but you always try to think what's different going backward than forward. You know, is it something with the brakes because you're rotating the reverse way? Maybe the drive shaft. You know, there's still U-joints. You know, maybe U-joint is drying out or becoming worn out. Uh, Maybe something with the rear differential. Um, So a lot of times we have people that express or have that type of problem, like it's only in reverse, it's when I'm going down a hill, turning right, and you try to do that, uh, the process of elimination, I guess. narrowing it down. down So I would uh, probably try to get a second person to go along with this individual and go back and forth, maybe do it in front of them, and hopefully you can pinpoint that area where it's happening. You guys do that all the time. I mean, to hear something on the radio is one thing, to to make guesses, but you'll go along for the ride. Absolutely. And that's, you know, I tell people on the air as our customers, come on by. I want to put somebody in the vehicle with you so they can experience exactly what you yeah. are. Because if you walk in and give me a description, I hop in the car and take my opinion of your description. We might be hearing two totally different that's things and this have wasted your money and my time. So don't be afraid to say, hey, I got this really strange noise. Hop in the car with me. Yeah. You know, let's go around the block. I want to show you what I have going on Absolutely. here. Uh, by the way, where's Lloyd's? Uh, give us some information. How do we find you guys? To the capital city of Minnesota, which is St. Paul. Okay. Uh, that's nine, a start. That's a start. Uh, 982 Grand Avenue, beautiful Grand Avenue, uh, two blocks east of Lexington Parkway. Uh, if you ever need to give us a call, you can reach us at 651-228-1316. And if you have the internet, we're on there, uh, lloydsautomotive.net, and that's L-L-O-Y-D-S automotive.net. Very good. Uh, and if you want to send a text, a lot of folks are doing that, uh, 81807. I don't want to lose track of that. either. Here's a, a texter's um, contention. It says, he or she, it has always been my contention. People are driving on bad tires. Check the tire tread, otherwise you are a danger for everyone. Very good point. Um, I, you know, This is what I do for a living. So I notice that myself. I'm driving along and I see like that person driving on a flat tire. Or you get up next to someone at a stop sign or stoplight and you notice that there's no tread on those tires. And uh, everybody intends to replace their tires next month, next month. Well, unfortunately, you end up in some sort of incident where you have to get your fender repaired and buy the tires. So save yourself the money on the fender repair and just do the tires now. Good point. All right, let's go back to the phones, Nick. John in Bloomington uh, has a question. Good morning, John. Yeah, good morning. Uh, I bought a brand-new 2017 a Toyota RAV4 uh, hybrid, fully loaded, nice car. Congrats. Uh, yeah, well, last July, uh, I got in a bad accident on a residential street, got hit on the right front, and uh, did $21,000 damage to the car. I got it back from the body shop, and it was, you know, like brand new car. Uh, but now every time I fill up the tank that's on the left rear, um, the when the nozzle clicks off at, after the tank has been full, about a half a cup of gas burps out of the you know and runs down the side of the car. And I'm wondering if there's something that could have been done to the gas tank, even though it was you know in the left rear and the damage was in the right front. So I don't think it's with the gas tank. So with the, the emission standards that we have here, um, we're the whole idea is to for the vehicle to can, contain all emissions, including fuel vapor. In the tank, they don't want all those fuel vapors getting everywhere. So you have a, a, a canister system that will collect those vapors, and the vehicle will actually burn those off when you're running the vehicle. 
I suspect something with the venting or the controlling of that might be restricted, kinked, plugged, because obviously it shouldn't burp up like that. So um, maybe you need to take it to your regular mechanic in an assessment. Uh, somebody can perf- do a performance test on that system and figure out what piece of it's not working properly, a visual inspection, then maybe reach out to that body shop and or your insurance to say, hey, I've got something that's not right here. You know, Maybe it's not related, but I think it's new enough of a vehicle where I suspect that somehow something there got a little mixed up. Mm-hmm. And it happens. I mean, it's you know these cars are so complicated. There's so many systems that are intertwined. Um, it's not you know that somebody intentionally neglected it, but you don't necessarily know that that's going to be an outcome of the problem. All right. Good luck, John. Thank thank you. Uh, let's see. There's a text here. It comes in different parts. Uh, I have a, two, a 2006 Chrysler Town and Country, 158,000 miles. The last couple of weeks, it seems like when I'm going up an incline, the vehicle starts to miss. Then I give it a little gas to accelerate, and it seems to level out. Could I add something to the gas? Maybe I have water in the gas or bad gas, or is it something more serious, you think? You know, we always uh, forever have thought, you know, it's water in the gas, it's um, bad gas, and it, that does happen. Um, if it's been a couple of weeks, you've gone through a couple of tanks of gas, I suspect it's not that, um, you know, and, you know, so maybe they have a slight misfire. If you can accelerate out of it, you know, there's something that's hitting a criteria where it's creating that problem. I would suspect if you had somebody look at it, maybe took a scan tool or a diagnostic piece there and kind of watched the vehicle as it's running, they would see something there. You maybe. guys would do that. Yeah. Right? So you yeah. any, you know, your regular mechanic, your dealer, whomever, yeah. you know, capable of doing that. So. You don't want to be driving around with a misfire because the car is giving you the warning right now. Oh, say, okay. Something's not right. Have me looked at the next unfortunate piece is it might stall on you and then you're stuck. Yeah. So have that looked at before you get stranded somewhere. Good deal. Hang on, Nick. We're going to take our quick break here. We've got uh, folks on the line, texters as well on our Car Care Show. We'll be back. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. 36 is our Twin City Temperature reading. Denny Long here with Nick Stoffel from Lloyd's Automotive in St. Paul answering your car care questions. And Nick, as you see, we have a lot of them. So let's, uh, let's help the folks out who've taken the time to call us and text us. Uh, Rick is calling from Osceola, Wisconsin. Hi, Rick. What's your question for Nick? Good morning. Uh, I own a 2012 Chev Impala, and I have two problems. Um, first of all, the car itself is showing a stability track and brake assist related messages on the dash. It does it inconsistently. Over the last two months, four times now, it's been in and out of the shop, and currently is sitting in the shop right now for a fifth examination. They've replaced the ABS harnesses, the wiring on this, the bearings for that, the this for that. Um, I'm a bit frustrated. Uh, my two questions I have to that, A, what is it? And B, if this shop can't continue to figure out what it is, how do I arbitrarily and fairly extract myself from them when they've put a lot of money and energy into it, yet I still have a car that doesn't work properly? You know, sometimes it takes a village. Um, you know, we work on a lot of cars and we run into the, into a wall sometimes and, you know, cars, uh, are, can, can be frustrating. Um, you know, I'm not sure where you're going or that doesn't matter, but maybe having a good conversation with them and, you know, appreciating their efforts, uh, maybe a second, a fresh set of eyes, uh, somebody that has a different set of testing equipment, you know, I would suspect on the GM that there'd be some sort of fault code related to this that somebody could, uh, diagnose from, you know, and, 
Um, you know, it's frustrating, I know, and I, and I feel bad because, you know, we run into that too where we've tried so hard to give the best service that we can, and sometimes we just keep shooting ourselves in the foot, and it just, you know, if the car doesn't want to give you all the information, you know, not that you ever want to guess, you know, you want to be able to yeah. prove everything you always can, but sometimes you got to guess. And, you know, I mean, I would try to have a documentation of everything that they've done, all the research, all all the fault codes, um, you know, and maybe take that information to someone else and say, hey, here, I'm having this problem. Can you help? Can you take a look at this? Do you have an opinion? And, you know, like I said, it takes a village sometimes. Another and, set of eyes might uh, might might do something. Might. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, and, you know, and you got to keep trying. Because, you, know, you know, as we were talking about the winter seasons ahead yeah. of us here and Stabila Track, Traction Control, ABS, those are all systems that we really want to have operating. So um, talk to those guys that where you have the car at and try to maybe uh, – Appreciate their efforts, obviously, but hopefully they can uh, uh, understand and want to help you find another uh, yeah. another opinion. Yeah. Good luck, Rick. Frustrating. Clarence is uh, calling from uh, St. Paul. Clarence, you're on CCO. Good morning. I've had four oxygen sensors replaced on my 2004 Suburban, and they're all generic ones where they use the Scotch Lock, 3M Scotch Lock connectors, typically used for trailer wiring to attach the wires. Is that common? No. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, uh, you know, we, um, you know, they're more cost effective because they're less money. Um, I, I, we don't use them. I, I would not do that. You know, I mean, number one, um, I'm not sure if the integrity or the quality of the sensor is the same. When you make a break in a repair with those scratch lock type connectors that you're talking about, it's underneath the vehicle. They're exposed to all the elements. Um, you have corrosion, you have rust, you have salt. All that's going to work its way into that connection there, and it's not going to last very long. So my opinion would be go a step back. Hopefully the original connector is still there. Get the original sensor and repair it properly. Okay. Interesting. Thanks, Clarence. Uh, let's go to Mike. Then we've got to pick up on some text messages. Mike is calling from Wyndham. Mike, you're on CCO with Nick. Morning, guys. Morning, Nick. Morning. I got a 2005 Chevy Silverado 5.3. I'm wondering, you know, they got ethanol blended, like 10 or 5 or 10% ethanol. Could a guy step up to a 20 to a 30% blend? Or could he go to E50 and dump regular gas or mix it with high octane? I'm not a chemist, but if you're, I, and I did a little bit of research on this because my truck is in, uh, I have a Silverado also, and mine is uh, an ethanol vehicle. It's got the yellow gas cap. If you have an E85 Equipped vehicle, yes, you can do all of that. The car has a sensor that reads the alcohol content in the fuel and adjusts for it. Now, I understand that those higher uh, ethanol fuels are less money, but you are going to lose fuel economy with that. So um, there's a balance there. You know, you can try to you know notch it up a little bit, track your mileage. If it doesn't seem to be affecting you and you're making a good savings in money, by all means, have at it. But if you start to notice that the fuel economy is going away, you just find yourself saving some money, but you're at the gas station more yeah, often. That's so true. It's a trade-off. It's a trade-off for sure. All right. Uh, text messages. Let's see if we do a little lightning round here. All right. I love your show. Thank you for all your advice. My question is, how long do batteries normally last on average in Minnesota weather? My truck is starting a little slower. The battery is three years old. Does it probably need to be replaced? Three years is a little young. However, if you do short trips... If you you know start and stops, so you don't give the alternator the chance to charge the battery. It may need it. Four or five, you know, five years is a good number. If your battery's yeah. five years old, have it tested because you might not make it through the winter. 
Texter says, I have a 2017 Honda Civic Sport Turbo. I hit a raccoon a few weeks ago, had the car repaired at a local shop. They did not hook up the turbo correctly the first time. They've since hooked it back up correctly, but now my fuel mileage is four to five miles less per gallon. Is the loss in mileage due to uh, winter gas, or could it be the turbocharger not being installed properly? I don't, you know, if, if there was something with the turbocharger, the check engine light would be on, and it would have some sort of fault information about performance of it. I suspect it's more of a fuel type of issue. You know, you can try a different type of fuel, try some, you know, mess around with a little bit, but yeah. When we get into the winter season, fuel economy usually goes down. It does drop not only because of the temperature, but because of the blend. The blend, well. yeah. cars run longer. There's a whole bunch of stuff yeah, that contributes lot of variables to that. There. All right, let's see. who's now. I'm putting my Mercedes away for the winter today. Texter says, should I put an engine stabilizer in the gas tank? If so, what kind? Yes, um, you should do that. You want to keep that fuel stable. You don't want to create any drivability, any sludge, any kind of uh, tarnish type stuff on yeah. any of those pieces. So I would... Fill the tank up, stable or anyone. There's you know you go to the parts store, they'll they'll set you up with something. Put it in the tank and drive it around a little bit. Get it mixed up. Get it running through the fuel, and you should be fine. And a texter says this: I have a 2004 Saturn Ion. Periodically, the low coolant light comes on and off. I'm not losing coolant out of my expansion chamber at all. Why is the light going on and off? I suspect the sensor's probably going bad. I oh. we have seen that if the fluid is full. And it's in the proper area. Um, obviously, it's, it's okay. Don't be worried. But you should probably have that looked at. You don't want to become unaware of that light and have a real problem and ignore it and create you know, a breakdown situation. Okay, here's a text that says uh, they have an 06 Tahoe used four-wheel drive for the first time this week. And there is a noise while engaged. What are your thoughts about that? Might be normal. Um, you know, when you have a pickup and you put in a four-wheel, it's, Really, in four-wheel drive, they don't have a lot of the slipping mechanisms that are all-wheel drives that make it comfortable for us. So if it's more lumbering and kind of grinding um, on a pickup truck, that's probably normal. All right. As we kind of started this conversation when you walked in, and maybe we should finish with the winter on its way, some cases already here, uh, what should folks be doing to get their vehicles ready for this next season? Well, like we just touched on, if their battery is five years old, have it tested because it likely won't make it through the winter Go have your vehicle service, fresh oil. Have them check the antifreeze protection level. Check the tread on your tires. Um, your wiper blades, we don't realize how they'd slowly deteriorate. And if you can't see, I always joke, let me give you the passenger side one and pay double for the driver side one. Because <laughs> yeah. uh, you, you'll be amazed. Just those little things really help us, especially when the road conditions are deteriorated. You don't want your car to be an additional reason to have you have a problem. Absolutely. So All get right. that fixed up. And how do we get in touch with you guys at Lloyd's? Well, I, we're in St. Paul, uh, 982 Grand Avenue in St. Paul. Our phone number is 651-228-1316. And on the web, uh, lloydsautomotive.net, and that's L-L-O-Y-D-S automotive.net. You're open today for a while. Eight until noon. Very good. Thanks, Nick. Thank you. See you there at Lloyd's. Yes, sir. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.